as usual, there's some fool out there playing around with myself. But I actually have something up my sleeve for you because I have reported your reporting and now your account is going to be investigated. Okay, so please think twice before lying on Spreaker and telling them that I have music on my podcast. I never have music on my podcast because how are people supposed to hear me? Anyways, loser. Today we have to talk about recalibration. Um, putting yourself back together. Reprogramming yourself to operate at full capacity. Now, as you all know, and you've all witnessed, the last few months have been insane. Spiritual attacks, people stealing my stuff, uh, having to abruptly move. It's, it's been chaotic. Going, going to seek medical help for my psychosis. It's been insane. It's been insane. However, as usual, when all of these events happen at once, one, it means that God is about to do something miraculous. Why? Because, you see, the enemy wants you to give up. The enemy wants you to give up so that when God does deliver you your gift, your person, your place, your thing, whatever it is, that by the time that you get it, you are so beat down, broken down, hopeless, useless, scared, frightened, that you won't take it. But you must know that that is a trick of the enemy, either to make you so lowly that you will not even want the good thing. It's like, oh, okay, you're here now. Okay, great, yeah. Or so that you ruin it yourself. So not only ruin it with a bad attitude, but possibly you just ruin it by not being prepared. Not having enough oil in your lamp, right? Like in Matthew 5, the women who were prepared to meet the king, you know, they prepared to have oil even throughout the the rest of the night, just in case, just to be prepared, just to be ready. It's the same thing with your emotions. It's the same thing with your life, with your mental health, with your state of mind. You have to be ready. And what that means, especially when I look retrospect at my very recent situation, what it means is that the enemy is trying to steal vitality from me, right? So one thing that the enemy knows about me, because no one knows you better than your own lower self, is that the way that I make it through my tough situations is with God, with prayer, but also just with a positive mindset, a positive outlook. But the enemy feels 
like okay well if we play with our mind if we take things away if we just really crash this girl right if we really just make her crash that'll be it and then the blessings that she wants all that growth that she did to get these blessings it won't even matter because she will be too weary she will be too tired or she won't see the value in it at all or she'll be afraid of it she'll think you know you know what are you here to do too you're here to rob still and kill too right that's what the enemy wants you to think when when you're about to get a blessing now excuse me in order for you to put yourself back together after a hard time you have to know that it doesn't just happen in one day it doesn't for some people in may cuz i can't lie and say that sometimes i've only needed certain light bulb moments to turn an entire drought into a fountain right but it's also it's also about understanding that if it doesn't happen in one day it's going to happen day by day by day by day you must get stronger and stronger and stronger you may say well how do i do that this is how every day that you go through life and you make your choices and you make your decisions you have to know that your decisions that you make today affect tomorrow and affect weeks and weeks down the line so therefore there's always a good decision and a bad decision and at first i was like you know that could be subjective but again we are coded under a universal moral truth we know what's right from what's wrong we know better and because we know better it should be clear on how to do better so for example as i was saying you know when i was going through my issues and i noticed that like it just wasn't it just wasn't the it wasn't what i expected that's what i'll say about that that situation as a whole it just was not what i expected so as i tried to regain my my mental health you know regain my comfortability regain my positive mindset it was just a constant battle and a test one after another after another and i'll tell you exactly what i did every time that the enemy presented me with a test to make a poor decision or to make a better decision i chose to make the better decision i chose the latter now here's why because 
granted, I could have easily had blamed my responses, my reactions, how I treated people who were treating me unfairly. I could have easily had blamed that on my psychosis, but I knew better. I knew that I was having psychosis. I knew that something was wrong. I knew, it's like I had a awareness of the situation, but from a bird's eye view, even though me as a human, it just wasn't hitting. I wasn't getting it. Like it, it wasn't clicking for me. But my higher self kept informing me, like, no, go right, go right. Do not go left. Do not go back. Do not go back to your old ways, your old self. Do not go back to losing patience with people, even though you know that they're testing you, they're poking you, they want to see you act crazy. They want to see a, a show. They want to see you. They want to see you fail. They want to see you make a mockery of yourself. They want to see you look like a liar and a hypocrite. Look like you didn't do your work. Look like you didn't take the time to heal yourself and heal your childhood wounds. That's what they want to see. They want you to go off. They stealing your stuff. You know why? Because they want you to go off. People are suicidal out here, spiritually. People are spiritually suicidal. They want to be seen so bad. So they're willing to do anything. They're willing to say anything to get even just a little bit of your light, your attention. They don't even care if it's negative. They just want somebody of importance to see them. But let me tell you something. I don't see nobody except God and my higher self and other people who operate out of their higher self. That's all I see. I see people, I see the little stragglers trying to jump up for attention, wagging a tail. I see, I don't care. I don't acknowledge that. Why? Because I know that with all these attacks like this, attack after attack after attack after attack, God has something major for me. But this test, believe it or not, was not only about me. This test was about how the people who I, I I put on this high pedestal, how they would treat me if they felt like I was nothing. If I lost everything, how would the people who I put on a pedestal, the people who I treat like a queen and kings, how would they treat me if they thought that I lost everything? That was the true test. So imagine me, supposed supposedly a, a NPC in this situation, right? Taking action, saying things, slaying demons, doing all this stuff. Meanwhile, it's a test for those around me. I would be, I would be adding fuel to a fire that had nothing to do with me. Yes, it has everything to do with me, but nothing to do with me all at the same time. Why? Because when the test is over, I regain everything as usual. That's why when I look at people who, like I said, were stealing my stuff, trying to talk down on me, trying to make me feel bad about myself, bad about my situations, um, these these schools and institutions that were trying to like block me from finishing my degrees, these apartment buildings that were stealing my mail and, and just watching me and surveilling me, doing crazy stuff. I had to really say to myself, like, y'all really must not know who I am. You don't know who I am. I am a phoenix that rose from the ashes. 
with my ashes spread all over the place. And when I rise, I rise higher and I soar higher every time. I've died a million times. So you really think any of your tactics is going to hurt? They don't hurt because they don't work. My journey is about me and my elevation. I don't get any of my blessings unless I seriously over over quantify my old self. Unless my old self is completely laid to a rest, which means that even the slightest of poverty mentality has to be killed. The slightest of of people pleasing has to be killed. Every little thing that I thought was something I could take along with me on my journey, it has to die. Why? So that I could recalibrate. I've made an episode before on downloads and how downloads work and how God, your spirit guides, your angels and the ancestors, they give you these downloads, these significant pieces of information that is supposed to really like rejuvenate your soul put you back on the right path or just put you on the what's up period so when you're going through these situations that are meant to kill you and I mean kill you physically even it's not going to work because you are in alignment with your higher self who is directly connected to God's source the divine Yahweh, you think that your enemies could touch you? He'll allow them to think that. He allowed them to think that their spell work worked on me. Your spell work never works. It doesn't. Your spell work will never work on me because I don't play in that realm. The God that I serve is the Lord of Lords. So the gods who you're praying to, the demons who... You're, you're, you're having to take action with all this spell work. All I have to do is make one phone call to God and there's a wrap for the spell work. And it's a wrap for you spiritually, physically, emotionally, financially. It's a wrap for you. Because why are you doing that? Why are you attacking somebody who doesn't even pay you a, a damn cent of a mind? But I digress. In order to recalibrate, you must focus on your own journey. You must hear your higher self, even even through New York City life, taxi horns beeping, people arguing, the street lights blinking, people fighting, the cash registers, this, that, all this noise, the horns, car horns, bike horns, all this noise, dark dogs barking, cats meowing. Through all this noise, you have to hear your higher self. So when you are going through the toughest time, sometimes it's okay for you to be by yourself because you need to hear. Because if you don't hear, what's going to happen is you're going to be filled, right? When you're going through this a big, huge spiritual lesson, when you're about to level up spiritually, because I'm letting niggas know I got my big wings, so all those attacks that y'all thought y'all was sending and everybody was working together and all this big network to take me down, y'all actually spiritually leveled me up. So thank you. 
Y'all leveled me up past one of the hardest lessons in my entire bloodline. I survived the biggest generational curse on my bloodline. Thank you. Foolish. How foolish is mankind? But as usual, God uses man's evil for good. What good? The higher good. And what self am I telling you to listen to? Your higher self. Why? Because it is all connected. Your higher self will never lead you astray. Your higher self will have you eat humble pie. But trust me, while it's uncomfortable for a minute, you will reap the riches and the rewards that God has for you because of your humbleness, because of your meekness, because of your kindness, because of your courage and your strength and your faith in the Lord. So what no man does can ever touch you. Who can be against you if God is for you? No one. Who can stand against the king? No one can and no one will. When you are going through these spiritual lessons, it is not for you to die. No matter how bad you want to, it is not for you to die. If you die in any way, shape, or form, in regard to your spirit, you lose. And you become an NPC, and now you just like everybody else. The minute that you give up on your spiritual journey, You become an NPC and you go back to the matrix and you get plugged in like everybody else and trust and believe that there is is karma with that, that you reap. That's why when people are like, oh, but, 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 but God didn't, but, 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 but I don't understand how, how God has favorites. I don't understand how God has chosen ones. I don't understand how God has this. How could you not understand? Everybody was called. Every person on this earth is called to God. Every person. Who answers? Who is willing to be selfless? Who is willing to lose it all? Who is willing to give when you have nothing? Not job. So how can you ask all these questions, you damn Pharisee? How could you be so confused as to why somebody is getting blessings, as to why God is with that person, even in the mental facility? I'm getting my psych, my psychiatric evaluation, me and my psychiatrist laughing. He like, bro, why are you here? I'm like, honestly, I don't know. Because before I came here, I was feeling crazy. Now that I'm here, all of a sudden, I feel fine again. He like, go home. I'm telling him, you know, I I feel like, I feel like, you know, God just made me shape up when I got here. He like, I think you got some delusions, but you got some depression too. Let's work on the depression. Go home. Get yourself a, a, a counselor. You don't need a psychiatrist. You need a counselor. You a counselor? You trained to be a counselor? Yeah. He told me straight up, most of us, we all need counselors. So go go find yourself somebody that you could talk to, but you don't you don't need this. This this is not for you. And sent me home. How can you tell me that God is not by my side? 
How? What? <laughs> Jesus. All of a sudden, I leave there. And it's like all the pieces like that just start coming to me. Oh, that's why this. Oh, that's why that. Oh, I even took the long way home to make sure that I could really get into this spiritual lesson that just took over my life. All for God to put me back together on some Megatron. It is God who builds me. It is the Holy Ghost that fills me, whether people like it or not. You could report this podcast to every city. You could report, bro, I'll help you report, bro. You can do whatever you want. You will not take me down. You will not. I don't care who you set against me. I don't care who who's watching other people target me. If you watch other people target me, you are a coward and you can never step foot in my life. You can never step foot near me. If you sit back and you watch people gossip, you can never, ever sit and eat with me. Ever. Because I don't sit and eat with people who gossip about you. I don't sit and watch injustices be done. I'm not a coward. People are so afraid of me and intimidated by me that they know better. I don't want to hear about that type of stuff. That's low grade to me. But I take all that negative energy and I allow it to recalibrate me. Why? Because then it reminds me, yo, you see yourself as this regular human being in an everyday life you suffering you're going through all this stuff meanwhile people are looking at you like a god and I say I'm not a god I go to scripture Christ says but ye are gods what our lord and savior even said ye are gods so that means that people see you Right? You. I'm not talking about karmic people. I'm talking about you. Chosen one. People see you as you are. People see the God within you. And they they will never admit it to you. Never. They'll backstab you. They'll they'll rob you. They'll punch you when you're down. They'll, They'll mentally hurt you. They'll emotionally hurt you. They'll psychologically hurt you. But it is only because they love you. They love the God that is within you. You have to use that energy to put yourself back together, God. Ye are gods. Ye were created in the image of God. You're the only one who don't see. I was supposed to die. If I tell you how many times, shit. You wouldn't even believe me. But it is God that lives in me. It is God 
who sees my value. When I go through lessons, I be wanting to call it a quits. It's a wrap. I'm done. I'll be nothing. You want me to be nothing? Fine. You want me to have nothing? Fine. You want to take my stuff? Have it. Have it. You want to sleep with my man? Have him. Have it. I don't have nothing to lose. Because I've lost it all before. And I've gained it all back every time. And after a while, I'm sitting back. And mind you, I'm on the bus. I made sure I took the bus home from the hospital. Because, I, like I said, I needed time to put this story together. Like, what's really good? Like, what happened? Like, how all of a sudden I'm supposed to be at the, at the psychiatrist. And now I feel better. And, and now I'm on my way home. And, like... <laughs> <laughs> like it's 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 a miracle, <laughs> but but true say true say. I'm sitting on a bus and I'm thinking about the lesson as a whole, and I'm like, look at this, and look at that, and look at this, and look at that, and then here come all the number synchronicities: one 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 three three three. 311 331 133. I'm like, oh, nah. Anybody, if you know me, three is, is one of my favorite numbers. Why? Because it is the number of, of the Trinity, right? The Holy Trinity. So when I see the three, I already know Christ is around, Christ's energy is around. I see the one, I know that that's the most high and the Holy Trinity. So I know that it's something serious, and that's all I kept seeing. 111. I'm like, wait, so sometimes too, because we are made in the image of God, that means that I'm the one. So if I'm surrounded by three on this side and three on that side, I'm the one in the middle, wait. I'm surrounded by the Holy Trinity. And what are they doing? giving me the energy to recalibrate myself. Why? Because episodes like this need to be made. You can't, you can copy the work. You could, you could start your own podcast and every time I wait for me to post my stuff so that you can have an episode. It doesn't matter. I, I can do this in a snap. I can do this on the street. I can do this at the drop of a hat. I am born to do this. So you can steal, but that's the thing. You have to wait for me. So how does that work? So if you wanted to use spell work and magic to take me out, but then how are you supposed to get material? Huh? That doesn't make sense. If you want to copy copy my books, copy my work, copy my site, but then attack my finances, attack my home, attack my stability so that I can't focus on building my empire. How dare you say that you're on top of that you're better than me? You're attacking my stuff. You're targeting my home. So now of course I can't pay attention to what I'm building and what I'm working on because I have to guard my home. Hello, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So like, let's be real here. So how could you really say that you're on top? How could you really say that I'm on the bottom? When you when you are either stealing from me, whether you're stealing my energy, my work, whatever you're doing, but then you have the audacity to look at me with your nose down, you get your life from me. 
And that's okay because I get my life from God. I get my energy from Christ. I get my 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 love from the Holy Ghost. So I have n- never-ending amounts of love to give. When I was having psychosis, I was still helping people. I was still encouraging people. And I will always help and I will always encourage because it is ye, it is God who fills me. It was a group effort to take little me down. Keep trying. But for those who want to be enemies of God, the message that I got for y'all is to read Obadiah and to read Habakkuk 1, 2, and 3. God is not playing with y'all. God uses man's evil for good. Why? Because that test that God allowed to happen, it wasn't for you. What? It was for me. He allowed you to think that you won. He allowed you to think that you got away with stealing my stuff. He allowed you, he allowed you to believe these things. But for me, it was God telling me like, yo, you see, you're not losing your mind. You're not crazy. You know exactly what's going on. You know exactly who that person is. This is their true colors. You know exactly what this apartment building is all about. You know exactly what they did. You know exa- you know what's up. It's just mind-blowing to you because you wouldn't think that people would do you dirty because you don't do people dirty. But here's your reality. My reality was so fucked up and drove me crazy. Yes. Yes. But after God finished showing me all the pieces and I got the puzzle together, I'm like, all right, boom. Now what do I do with this? Here come here come Christ reminding me, okay, well, what's the law? What's the law? Do you take vengeance? No. Do you do you think negatively about it? No. Do you go to confront people? No. Okay, my child, so you're ready. Then here come the Holy Spirit. Here come the Holy Spirit pouring God's love into me, clearing up my mind, clearing up my body, clearing back up my skin, clearing back up my energy, my aura, my essence. And the Holy Spirit's like, you ready? You ready? Get up. Get up, get up, and go do what we sent you here to do. That is how I recalibrated from one of the most hardest lessons in my life. And first of all, I have to, I gotta say, and I gotta just, I gotta, I gotta talk to God about this later on too. It was a gradual buildup. It was a gradual buildup. And I'll say this. A lot of a lot of people will think that they can tell you where to go, who to go, who to be with, who to see, who not to see, what to believe, what not to believe. I'm going to tell you this. If God has a lesson for you, you're going to you're going to do it. You're going to go through it. Sometimes you cannot outrun what God has for you. So I'll tell you for example, the apartment building that I was staying at, I went there before and I got denied. 
the spirit realm called me back to that building months later. Why? Because for a bigger purpose, there was something bigger for me to learn. And I'm and we'll we'll break this down. We'll break it all down. One, when you are rejected from something and you feel like, okay, well, I'm gonna try again. And then you go again and it's still a bad vibe. That's that's a sign, bro. Hello. Two, once you notice that you are somewhere with someone or you have something and your finances or your energy is being depleted or your life, the people who you love is being depleted, that is a spiritual sign that something is parasitic. You need to get out of there because you are the host. Three, it is for you to see that people will try to make you feel like shit. Like I literally had somebody ask me about my finances in front of people who I didn't even know. Literally had someone come up to me and ask me if I had enough money to afford my apartment. Why are you asking that? Because this is the same amount of money that I was paying in Brooklyn. Why are you asking that? Do I ask you about your finances? No. But these are all people playing roles. They have to play this role. If there's no antagonist in your story, you ain't no hero. If there's no demons to slay, you ain't no demon slayer. People put their mouth on the on the place and on the apartment because of the shape of their heart. It's not because they really cared. If you really cared if I had the finances to take it, wouldn't you make sure that I had bread? I'm not asking nobody something that I don't care about. I'm going to be straight up. But maybe I'm just cut from a different cloth. I never ask anybody about their finances in my life. In my life, I've never asked anybody about their money, this, that, no. I'm all about fairness. I'm all about equality. So if we're ever talking about money, it's money that I put my hand in. So I feel like I have the right to act because I put my hand in this situation. But other than that, I don't, I'm not asking you about that. But it doesn't matter. Spiritually, it was shown like, yo, this is an attack. You need to get ready for an attack. Here you have this this blessing, and and that's another thing. Blessings don't mean that they last forever. I was in a bad situation in Brooklyn, and when I went and I finally got the apartment, it was because it was time for me not only to learn these spiritual lessons, but it was also just time for me to do something new. It was time for me to let the stage be set. There's nothing that I can do about that. So you asking me about my finances, if I could afford the place, you passing judgment on my place, giving the green eye to the place because I had a pool and a gym that I only went to one time. By you doing that, you are, you're playing a role in, in showing me that it's time for me to get up and go. But here's the thing that is going to make people who are acting like that even more mad. You know what's going to make y'all more mad? My next crib. You thought that that crib was big? (laughs) Oh my God. You thought that crib was big? You thought that crib was fire? Wait till you see my next crib. You're going to die. You're going to die. You're going to die. Because you couldn't fathom the blessing, which was really hell in disguise. But because man is so foolish, man is so deceived by material, I wasn't deceived, 
because I was very humble about my place. But because it was it was bigger than my other place, which was big, I'ma always have big cribs. Always. Always. That's just how it is for me. That's what I value. Everybody else, you value cars, homes, clothes, trips, this, that's what you value. That's not my values. My value is to make sure that my home is the most comfortable place in the world. So I won't be going on as much trips. I won't have a car if I don't need to. I won't have, like, everybody's values is different. So how could you look at me and the one little thing that I have and hate on it? Wait till you see my next thing. It's going to drive you insane. Just like, for example, with those who try to, who those who think that they know, like, who I want to be with, who I love. Listen, any guys that you dealt with, that you that you thought that I loved or that you thought I still loved, I, is it, once they deal with you, once they even entertain you, my interest is immediately zero. I put myself on an extremely high pedestal because I am high quality. I'm a Rolls Royce. You a Coyote. If somebody is dealing with a Rolls Royce and goes and deals with a Coyote, you think that that is <laughs> no words. I would never. That's another part of the recalibration. Is to understand spiritual lessons and stuff, yes, but also understand this. You need to keep the stuff that you do value, you need to keep it private. So who you really love, keep it private. Because trust me, the enemy roams around like a lion looking for a prey. So if they can't get you, they'll get your person. If they can't get you, they'll get your home, they'll get your job, they'll get your finances. And like I said, this is not because people are just evil. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We wrestle against principalities, things of the unseen, rulers of the underworld, demons, who fill these people. These A lot of people are NPCs. They don't have no real, they're not filled with anything except just being in the world. These are the people who will look at me and be like, oh, you quit your job? Yeah, because it's demonic presence in there and, and I, I, don't have to, I don't have to deal with that. Then they'll be mad at the fact that God took care of you and provided for you for months. But, but still passing judgment. Am I asking you for shit? No. I'm letting God recalibrate me. I'm letting God put me back together. Why the fuck are you passing judgment? Who the fuck is you? And I know I said I wasn't going to curse on here no more, but this got to be one of my realest episodes. Because enough is enough. Take all that hate. Take all that gossip. Take all that envy. Take all that jealousy. Take all of it. Take all the plots. And I want you to take that energy and transmute that shit. Transmute it into power. Let, Let it show you that people see you better than you see yourself. So you need to rise to the occasion. King. Queen. You need to rise because people are looking at you like a god. And you're carrying yourself lowly. I was a hot mess. I was running from state to state. Hot mess. Suitcases. Looking crazy. 
but it's the grace of God that really didn't make me look as crazy as I felt on the inside. I looked perfectly fine on the outside. But to me, I looked crazy because it's not who I am. My hair wouldn't be not on par. I'm running around with suitcase and baggage. You know what that suitcase and baggage that I was running around from state to state to state meant? You know what that meant? That literally meant that I was carrying emotional and spiritual baggage that needed to be let go of or it needed to be put in a place. So for people who stole my my bag, you stole something from me, right? All you're doing is you're taking, actually you're doing me a favor. Not only are you reaping negative karma for stealing from me, somebody who would never steal from you, but you are actually taking a portion of the negativity of the evil that was trying to follow me around. You took it now on yourself. So when you're wearing the things, when you're spraying my sprays, when you're doing all this stuff, right? When you're curling your hair with my stuff, when you're wearing my slippers, wearing my sneakers, doing whatever, every time that you do that, you take on a portion of the evil that was trying to take me down. So if I have to sacrifice my valuables so I can make room for blessings, for, for abundance, for prosperity, have it. That's the type of mindset that you need to be on when you are recalibrating. God is not going to put you back together just for you to go back, just for you not to see, just for you to tear yourself back down. No, that doesn't make sense. When God puts you back together mentally, you take a minute, you get some downtime, you let yourself recharge, and then you get back out there. You already won. If you don't believe me, fast forward the entire Bible to Revelations. You already won this fight. Now, yes, you're in the fight. Yes. And there's going to be cyber attacks. There's going to be people stealing from you. There's going to be floods and tornadoes and all kinds of crazy stuff that's going to happen. But you need to know that you are protected. You already won. The way that God is about to do things, you about to see crazy stuff happen and your home will be the only home that's not touched in your community. Your job will be the only job that's not touched. Your family will be the only family that's not touched because of the fact that they riding with you and not against you. I'm telling you, when God recalibrates this world, You will see it like a new, but you will be new as well. There's no more pouring new wine and old wineskins. After you lose your damn mind and you regain it, there is nothing that can take you down again. Nothing. Even if they try to physically take you off the earth. All they're doing is freeing you from your from your human body. They making you they making you into a super saiyan type of being. So let them plot your death. Let them try to set you up. Let them do this. Let, let them let them get crazy with it and creative. <laughs> Fools. Let them do it. All they're doing is setting traps, and God is watching them. When they plotting, God is watching. When they stealing, God is watching. When they killing, God is watching. When they sexing and 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 cheating and doing all this freaky deaky shit, God
God is watching them. You don't need to watch them. You are recalibrating. You need to cipher that energy that they're trying to cipher from you, siphon their energy, and turn it into something positive that you can use to fill you up. Now that you've recalibrated yourself like this big Megatron, now you need fuel. Where are you going to get the fuel from? You're going to get a good portion of fuel that's going to fill your entire being from the Holy Spirit. The other little fuels that you're going to get when, when, when you take little hits here and there is going to be from your haters. Your haters are going to give you the fuel that you need to supercharge your shit. Your haters are going to give you nitrogen, turbo strength. Take it and change it. Who cares about what they're saying? If they're giving you the energy, use it for your good. If they're giving you malefic energy, Make it benefit, make it beneficial, make it auspicious. Let it help you. But you need to change how you see it. Oh, y'all talking about my crib. Oh, y'all stealing my stuff. Damn, well, I must be, I must be lit. Like if people want to take my stuff or sleep with my boyfriends or sleep with my girlfriends or have what I have or be where I am or want to stalk me or want to attack me damn you mu- damn who am i like yes yes take that energy and transmute that shit fix it take their evil put your energy on it and make it into nitrogen make it into turbo that's going to fuel you along your journey Because there will always have to be somebody playing some type of antagonist. Throughout Christ's entire journey from when he was a child to his very last day. Actually, even before he was a child, from when Christ, from when it was known that Christ would be placed in Mary's womb, there was always an antagonist on his life. Some of us have been attacked before we were even born, before we were even conceived. While we were in the womb, we were being attacked. While we came out the womb, we were being attacked. There's always been negative and evil surrounding. But did it it bother you? No, will it? No. Because that whole time, your higher self was transmuting that hate and turning it into love. Maybe not everybody loves you, but the people who have the big, huge love that could really fuel you up in times of need, that's all that matters if you have those. And if you don't have nobody, you have the Holy Spirit, you have Jesus Christ, and you have Yahweh. You have God. There's nobody else who you need. Take that and fuel yourself into something powerful indestructible because you are because God said so so I love you all and until next time